Podcast. It is episode 469. Hold it. And it's Tuesday, February 6. 6, 2024. All right. So for right now, it's me and Nick, but we are going to be joined by, we're going to have a full cast very shortly. Got shortly. Layton showing up, Jeff showing up in a little bit, but it's time to start. So we got to punch the clock and get no. started. So the first thing I want to talk about was uh, last week <clears throat> I was at Zion Church and I just, I don't know why, but I happened to look up on, oh yeah, I was getting directions to it with Google Maps or something, with Google Maps and I happened to pull up uh, or look at it after I got there and I saw there's a cemetery right there on Google, Google Maps and so I clicked on it and I was just, I, I was kind of wondering if people leave reviews for cemeteries. Mm-hmm. And what they say. So I just, I clicked on it and started reading them. And I was not disappointed. This is the, the cemetery. It's called uh, Stony Point Cemetery. And it's got two reviews. Um, they're both, one's a year ago and the other is two years ago. Hold it. So the first one, they're both five stars. The first one says. Hold it. The first one, and I guess, Nicholas, the question is, what would you expect to see in a cemetery, like, review? Like, uh, well, okay, it depends what cemetery it is. Like, if it's if it's an old cemetery, probably like looks nice, fancy, cl- well kept up, or kept up well. I don't know, mowed well. I don't know. It's just weird because I've never thought about leaving a review for a cemetery. I never did either. I rarely leave reviews ever. I leave them if I'm really disappointed or really impressed. Okay. Anyway, so here's what the first one says. This is from two years ago. It says, there, or, or David Long, David Jung says, very pleasant cemetery in the country. And he's got some pictures there. Uh, so it's just kind of interesting. <laughs> but then the other one is even better. It says, uh, it was from Kobe Mur- Murray. And he also five stars. He said, great experience, expect for the chains. And I think he meant except for the chains. Oh, so great experience. Except, so you're telling except me except for the chains. So what chains are getting in his way? Well, I'm more proud of the first part because he said great experience. Great experience. When someone dies and you are there at cemetery, is that a great experience? I know it's just weird. No, who do, who writes that? I I don't know. Well, Nicholas, and I, why does it matter what the chains did? <laughs> except the chains. And what experience was it? I don't know. I mean, he didn't. The other, the, the the opposite of death is life. So maybe he got they proposed. Nicholas, you had mentioned that you were in a cemetery that you actually really liked. Well, okay. I mean, yes, I I was a cemetery, and I, I it was enjoyable um, because of the fact that it was in Savannah, Georgia. It was very old uh, cemetery, and it was like in town, but it was like kind of like uh like a park in a way you know what i'm saying like really yeah so you're expected to kind of walk through it and yeah yeah and have a picnic well i wouldn't say picnic but do they have like bocce ball spaces no no not not here i mean you could probably play there but probably be disrespectful 
Um, but it's called a park. It's like it's what is it? Well, Solitary okay. Park. It's it's called. There's two different names. I'm not sure why it's called two different names. The one is Grave of Declaration. Oh, that's actually a grave. Okay, there's an actual grave of, of a Declaration of Independence signer. Oh, of a signer. <laughs> I just read this now, and I'm. St- you can see my expression as I'm reading this. So I guess. What would it take for me Bhutan to, to have a Gwinnett? Google to have to be on Google Maps to have my cemetery, my not not cemetery your my, my grave stone on, on Google Maps I don't know um you'd have to sign because the Declaration no, of Independence normally you need to have a mailing address to get on Google Maps well this would have a mailing address it it has it's two hundred Abercorn Street Savannah Georgia <laughs> well they need a mailbox there. yeah you're right anyway That's what correct. what so that was okay. what's the actual name of the cemetery. Uh, Colonial Park Cemetery. Okay. That's it. Historic 1989 Burial Grounds. Okay. So there's old, and it's got like, it's got paths walking through it that you can walk through it. Okay. Um, and it's like the, the entryway is, it's completely gated, but the entryway is kind of like an arc, uh, brick gateway that you walk through and it's kind of like a. Were there any chains that got in the way? No, no chains got in the way for us, but, um. And there's like benches that you can sit down and just enjoy some peace. So what what took you down there? Why were you why were you there? Uh, we were we were in Savannah, Georgia, for a uh, anniversary trip. Me, and my wife, um, and so we went to Savannah, Georgia, because we both wanted to go to uh, Savannah. It's, it's an old town, yeah, um, and we just wanted to see it. And uh, yeah, it was it was cool. It was supposedly my uncle has been there like years and years ago, and he said that it was way cleaner and. Uh, more or uh, more maintained years ago than it is now, um, but we had a good time. We had fun. It was fun to to see, like, because the river right there, or not the river. What I don't know what you call it. The coast. The, well, the coast is there too, but it's it's like a a spot where all the it's called Savannah River, but all the the big ships come in. Okay, uh, so it's a big uh, port, port. Port, yeah, port. So, but anywho, all right. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was, I, I wouldn't call, I mean, it was, it was a good time, but I wouldn't call it, wasn't it, did he say an exceptional, a great, great, it was ex- a great experience, a great, a great experience, expect the change. Oh, ex- expect the oh, change. Oh, maybe it wasn't a misspelling. Ex- oh, oh, expecting no. change, like expect okay, change. No, 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 he said expect for the change. Oh, except, okay. I don't know. I actually spent quite a bit of time in a graveyard with, uh, while Carmen and I were dating. Oh my! At Hillcrest, where Carmen was in service, oh, no. there's a huge graveyard right beside there, and it's kind of the 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 primary hangout place off of where the, the old people go. Grounds. Not where the old people go. Oh, where the young people go. Oh, so we would go there when I, when we were dating. We would often um, just like drive there and just hang out there. I see. I see. Do any of the Hillcrest that pass away? Do they ever like? Go to that cemetery or not? I don't know. It's probably like around here where, you know, you don't, even if you go to a church or die close to a church that has a graveyard, you might not go to that graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some other. Oh, and oh, there's. The French Press Podcast. Here's, here's Jeffy. There's Jeff. We actually are recording. I, I figured that. Um, that's why, that's why I introduced myself. So Jeff is here. We're just missing one more. Man. Is I think he coming? I think Leighton, yeah, Leighton is coming. Um, I Jeff, I was going to be the late one. We did talk about the, gra- the late one. The graveyard. Yes. 
But now I also want to talk about some new the graveyard. Sorry, uh, I had posted on our group chat the reviews of the graveyard. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. But we we kind of we're, we're finished with that now. I want to talk a little bit about Apple's new announcement with podcasts. They're yes. transcribing podcasts if you use their app, obviously. Okay. So it's very. I mean, it's interesting. Obviously, like there's lots of services out there that do it. So and, is and it on we the could, Apple Podcasts app? That's my understanding within the app. Okay. And I think it's an Apple service that they will transcribe it uh-huh. and then have it kind of like their music. They, they have lyrics And probably charge you money for it. Mm, probably. Um, I don't know. Everything costs money. It didn't, it didn't sound money. like it. But I'm not sure when that's coming, but it is mm. coming at some point for those of you who use the Apple podcast app. Um, one other thing. I don't, I don't know what you've got to talk about today, Jeff, but I think we should start t- having tea on the French Press podcast. Tea. Yeah, we were over, uh, we were over at, at Coworker uh, Conrad. Coworker on, Conrad. On Friday night, and they have some tea. They got it when they were on their honeymoon, mm-hmm. and now they've just kept on, like, restocking. And it's called Lapsong Suchang. Okay. It's Harney and Sons? <clears throat> sure. It's Chinese black tea, okay. and it has a very oh. unique... Chinese kind of flavor. like uh. almost like a it almost smelled like a like a cigar like a tobacco smell. Interesting. It was very very interesting. So I'd be game for for like having a series of hot tea on the French yeah. Press podcast. Okay. Just for something a little bit different. I don't and, know. And and just for uh just as a I forget if we mentioned this. Yeah, we did already. But we are not doing pot or coffee reviews right now because we don't have water out in this building, and it's a little um it's a bit of a pain to. Bring water out from the house, heat it up, and then also go take our cups in and wash them. Yeah. There's only so much we can do. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Yeah. <clears throat> what else do we have? Uh, did you have anything you wanted to discuss today? You know, we haven't. Um, I've, I've been I've been reading some. some I've, been, I've been reading a lot the of Bible. books. Okay. <laughs> the Bible, too. Uh, I've, been, I've been actually audiobooking a lot of books. Um, okay. And, and I have read some really good books recently. Okay, hold on. You just said you audio book some, and then you said you read some. So, well, are you actually okay. reading them? Question because for, I, for the it's listeners. not the same thing. It is. is it is the same. No, is it's listening not. Listening to an audio book the same as reading a book? Because no, I think it is. No, it's, it's different. Do you listen to audio books? No, I don't. Do you read books? Very rarely, but yes. Okay, then you don't. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. Case in point. <laughs> let's let's no, not get into that. Let's talk about the, the content. Anyways, Anyways, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. no I, I just I've, I've read some good books. I enjoy the sci-fi genre. Wow, books. Jeff. That is not what I was expecting you to say. Oh. I thought you were going to say you've been reading a lot of business books. I have been reading a lot of business books too. And like management books. I've been, I've been reading both. Uh, uh, so uh, do you do them at the same time? Do you like do a chapter of sci-fi and a chapter of... No. Uh, poor dad, win, rich dad. <laughs> no. Um, I, I typically... If I'm listening to an audiobook, I will go through an entire book and then switch... Either switch genres or read a sequel, um, uh, or switch mediums. Like sometimes I listen to my podcasts, which are short, yeah, short mm-hmm. uh, sci-fi slash fantasy stories, whatever you want to call them. So um, tell us what have you been listening to, and just like what are some of the the key takeaways that are that are like that you're either practicing or are changing your life? Yeah. Um, so 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 the the most recent book that I've in the midst of reading, and I actually was listening to this on audiobook and I stopped because my 
uh, time ran out and I couldn't renew it immediately. I had to wait in line to renew it. So I stopped. What time? What? Well, I was listening to it on Libby. Oh, which is okay, a, which okay. is a free online library. If you have a library card, you can get Libby most, mm. from most libraries. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to this, and you have three weeks to listen to it. Uh, I listen about half an hour to 40 minutes a day Okay, um, wow. to audiobooks. Sometimes more, sometimes less, um, but probably average half an hour. And okay. so sometimes I don't have enough half an hour segments to finish an entire audiobook. Gotcha. And usually I can just renew the book and, and get it right away. In this case, the book is popular enough that I actually had to wait in line to get it again. So I bought the physical book as well because I Whoa. wanted to reference the, it. The physical audiobook? No, the physical. Yeah, the physical audiobook or the, on, on, in, in paper format. Wow. Okay. Um, no. So obviously something that you was really impactful to you. Yeah. This, What's the this, title? This and, book is called Radical Candor. And it's written by Kim Scott. Okay. Have you read it? No, but you were telling me about it. It, hmm. it is really good. For anybody who is in management of any type of organization, it doesn't have to be work. It can be also in, um, it is specifically like written for the workplace, but it mm-hmm. can actually be used in um, managing managing your household or mm. your, or if you're part of a charitable organization or mm-hmm. a committee on, on a church group or whatever. Jeff, you know what's crazy? What? That book, Radical Candor, Candor was actually suggested to me... Yesterday. No, but earlier in the month, January 12th, mm. by, by a co-worker at, at PWI. It's... Which co-worker? When, when you were telling me about it, Megan. Okay. <laughs> was it Jeff? Wait, she, she <laughs> no. recommended it too. Yeah. Okay. When you were talking to me about it, it didn't like register that it was the same book. But just now I went it's, to my, my list. It's really good. Um, so I can't remember where I saw this subtext, but I saw this subtext to the title. It's like a subtitle, but it's not the actual subtitle. So I actually don't know where I saw it, but it's, it's basically how to get what you want by saying what you mean. Hmm. I think the actual subtitle is "Be a Kickass Boss Without Losing Your yeah, Humanity." Yeah, that's that's the actual subtitle. <laughs> um, so, but, but it, that, yeah, it, that's it's very good. Say that again, Jeff. It's it's how to get what you want by saying what you mean, which seems like what everybody <sighs> should be trying to do. Yeah. So, what's keeping us from doing it? So, what's keeping people from doing it is one of two things. Um, one, you don't care enough about the person to mm. actually uh, approach it with them because usually usually guidance, is, at least this kind of guidance that it's talking about, is somewhat negative. Mm-hmm. You're sharing something um, that you're hoping somebody else will do better with. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also positive guidance, um, but but generally the, the hard thing to do is, is negative guidance. Yeah. And so you either don't care enough about the person to say something or... Uh, you care too much about them and don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. And where, where do you normally fall in? Um, I think I think the not hurt, wanting to hurt people's feelings, I think, yeah. is where I mm-hmm. land most of the time. Um, and so she she goes through. There's this whole thing. Uh, check it out. There she has a like a six minute video on YouTube. Uh, just look up Radical Candor, um, and and then look for the video by Kim Scott, who is the author of the the video. Um, or sorry, the author of the book. She goes through this and she like flies through the whole concept in in like six minutes. Okay. But 
you just have to you have to watch the video to really understand it well. I can't I can't do it justice. But she makes the case that it is better to tell somebody something direct in a very uh, confrontational, um, nasty way than it is to not say anything at all. Hmm. And that's a really hard pill for me to swallow. But she proves that it's right through examples. Have you been able to practice this? I am working on developing it in my team by, um, so she also goes through then how to develop this in your team at work. And, And the way that she recommends doing, following what she's recommending is that you first um, encourage your team to share this kind of feedback with you. Okay. So that you can prove that you can take it. Okay. Mm. Um, And then after that, you can start giving them feedback. That's good. So you start going and you start with positive feedback of this uh, in this, like she gives a couple of different formats that you can do it in two to make it easier. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, she gives, yeah, examples um, of how to, how to encourage that from your team. Um, so one of the one of the most interesting, most applicable things that um, she shared in the book was this model for giving feedback called situation behavior impact. Situation behavior impact. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a very it's a very simple concept, but um, it's a way to give feedback to someone and show that you genuinely care for them by being really specific with the feedback. And, and keeping as much of your own personal emotion out of it. Um, and that is, you tell the person the situation and then the behavior that they did and the impact it had on themselves, other people, whatever it is. So, um, for example, um, Jeff, when you came here, you just burst in the door and started yelling, which disrupted the podcast. Okay. You're you're just explaining facts. Yeah. There's nothing like, hey, you did something really stupid. Uh, there's nothing like, um, you know, you should probably, you know, think about that a little bit. No, it's it's very direct, but you're only stating facts, which keeps uh, bias out of it as much as possible. Okay. So I thought that was really mm. good. Yeah, that is good. <clears throat> Say it again. The, the the what what she called it is really hard to remember. Situation, Situation behavior impact. Okay. Situation, so, behavior, impact. Basically, you describe the event and you describe what the result of the event was. Yeah. Hmm. So. All right. So there's like the, the management or business book. Yeah. What about the sci-fi? Um, yeah. So I... And how do you... I guess one question too. Like how do you discern what is good fiction or like, uh, like healthy fiction that's also enjoyable? Like how do you decide that? I, I, healthy fiction that's enjoyable, I think, is a personal choice. Okay. Um. There are some people that enjoy books that are very hard to get into, um, either because um, they're just not written in a style that you can enjoy. They're, the content is something that's some people just don't don't enjoy um, fantasy or sci-fi. Uh, by the way, the difference between fantasy and sci-fi is that sci-fi has metal rivets on the front cover, and fantasy does not. What? <laughs> No, it's always it's, with space. It's it's space travel or time machines or robots or something like that. The same. It's the same idea. It's it's the same core concepts. It's all like unbelievable stuff that's never happened before, uh, or is very futuristic or. Um, and that's sci-fi. That's sci-fi, and fantasy 
is actually the same thing, but instead of robots and spaceships, it has uh, it has dwarves and swords on the front. What in the world? Anyways, but the but the the genre is actually very similar in in the type of content that it has. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, <clears throat> so tell us a little, little so, bit about this. So, and then Nicholas was actually also uh, like he was also he's actually also reading a book. I am. I am. Uh, I just started. Yeah, there's there's like there's objective measurements about what's good, um, what's good um, fiction and what's not. Like, look at the top ten fiction books and you know see what you get. Um, interestingly, without having looked them up, I have read four of the top five sci-fi books, at least according to one source, um, mm. which tells you, which tells me that okay, now I need to like. Now I know that I really like sci-fi, but <laughs> wait, did you did you read those without even knowing they're the top five? Right. Okay, gotcha. So right. you didn't like look at the top five and like pick the no. top four. Do you want to give any kind of like? Do you want to say what it is? Yeah. So um. So so I read uh, I read Dune. I watched the movie. Oh, okay. The Dune part. Oh, one. So it's Dune. Actually, it's an it's an old book. It's written in the seventies. Yeah. It's a it's a fairly lengthy book. It's really good. Um, it's. It's one of the ones that I would say if you don't like sci-fi, you're probably going to get bored of it faster than some other ones. Or if you don't, if you're not used to the sci-fi genre, um, the other book that I'm am that I just finished reading is Ender's Game. Okay. And I watched the movie a few years back. I don't know. It came. I don't know when it came out, but I watched it after it came out. Um, and I really enjoyed the movie. And then I read the book, and it is. It is a really good book. So good that I'm reading the sequel to it. And I actually like, I think I'm going to like the sequel better. I'm about a third Whoa. of the way through. And the author uh, had some kind of, a, I don't know what you call it. At, at the end of the, the audiobook, he had recorded a little segment that he talked about himself. Like he talked about writing the book and why okay. he wrote it and all that <clears> stuff <throat> in the process. And he said that he wrote the book Ender's Game speak only because, well, he wrote it as a short story first and published it. And it was kind of like semi-popular, um, but it was a fairly short story. And then uh, he was writing a longer book that was a sequel to the short story. And he's like, I can't write the sequel until I write the the main the story full. as a full novel. Okay. And he started writing it and he's like, this is really good. <laughs> I need to like change some things about this because a lot of people are going to read this. My kids are going to read this and I don't want them to read. He had some language and stuff in there. He's like, I don't want my kids to read this. So I'm going to actually rewrite some of it because it's really good. And so huh. he published it. And uh, they were going to publish it in December. And he said, no, 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 wait. You have to publish it in January because I want it to win this specific award. And and he made the right call there because he won the award. Wow. He wrote the sequel then. He finished <clears throat> the sequel the next year and won the same award on that one. Hold on. So, so when, were, when were those written? The, uh, the Elder, Elder Game or what was it called? Ender's Game. Ender's Game. I forget when it was. Actually, I don't know. So, which one? I guess which one would you recommend if someone wants to dip their toes? If, if you want to read into, into fantasy, or, if you want to uh, read sci-fi. sci-fi, if you want to, if we want to start reading sci-fi, I think Ender's Game is a really good starter. Okay. Um, Dune is definitely, uh, by all accounts, slower, isn't rated. it? Slower. It's a little bit slower, and it is it is rated as the number one sci-fi. 
Oh, really? Uh, book ever oh, really? written. Wow. Um, and it is it is really good. But um, Ender's Game is a little bit more uh, fast-paced, um, a little bit more realistic as well, like more imaginable mm-hmm. um, to us. And so uh, it's easier to connect with, I think, as a story. Okay. Dune feels like it's in a very far away place. Ender's Game feels like it's, oh, this could happen in, you know, 150 years or whatever. Okay. Okay. Cool. So... <clears throat> well, Nick, what have you been reading? Oh man, i I enjoy I enjoy um, books about. First off, I, I I like real stories. I like that it actually happened. Mm. Um, like, and especially, I'm very I enjoy reading uh, army army uh, books like American Sniper, Unbroken. Unbroken book was. All right, Layton just joined the podcast. Layton, Layton, Layton's, Layton's coming in. What did I miss? I, I come in here and we're talking about sniping things. I'm not applauding the, si- <laughs> the sniping. I'm applauding Layton. Oh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, go keep. We were just we've covered a lot of topics, Layton. <clears throat> so try to try to catch up. Hey, Layton, is is the sun bright today? It's so bright. Um, this garage it's, is um, it's pleasant. well suited for podcasts. It is. <clears throat> All right, keep and on your going. thing is a little short there. Um, so you like here? Do you need this? Maybe. No, it's all right. just okay. skip this. Anyways, you don't, you don't need um, I, I'm, uh, I'm unbroken. I, I loved unbroken book. Um, it, and it, I, it remind me of the premise of the story. It's a guy that it's oh what he's is a, he's it? a racer and he gets kidnapped and uh, no it's not that. It's a guy that is. Uh, a group of guys that are in a plane and they get shot down, they get captive, um, and it's the... Um, I thought it was an Olympian, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he's an Olympian runner. He's an Olympian runner, too. That's beforehand, though. Okay. Then he goes to war. And uh, I think it's the... Oh, man, I forget who... Japanese? Maybe? Did they capture him? They yeah. capture him. Is it Japanese, okay, okay, or is okay. it... Well, the Japanese were involved in World War Two. So that would Japanese? make sense. I, honestly, it I, don't, it's, I think it's Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's like in a in a camp for for a long time. Don't give the ending away. And, the KOA. Yeah. And he died. Oh, that's not. I have. I actually don't. I, I remember oh. now snippets of the story. Did yeah. we read a snippet of that story in high school or in junior high? Maybe. I don't think. Like it was a story. I don't know. I don't maybe think it was a story back then. Okay. I'm sure you did. I bet you did. I don't remember reading it's a, it. It's a popular mo- uh, movie. Well, it is a popular movie too, but Unbroken. it's a popular when, when book. Written? I feel like it's too recent. The movie it's was fairly. The movie like is very recent. recent. I was in the last oh. like four or five years. Yeah. Anywho, I like the the uh, about army. I'm not saying that you should go to the army or anything that, but I like or I enjoy to see what they to 2010. So yeah, definitely what they go through to go to get to like like. Like American Sniper, he's a SEAL. Um, the book I'm reading right now, he's trying to be a Ranger, which is like the Navy SEAL. He's but trying it's, to be a truck. Yes, isn't that the truck that you drive, Ruben? Yep. Um, a and Honda it's just, Ranger. I mean, the things that they go through is just, it's just crazy. So you're, but the book, and you're, you're not impressed by a made-up story, even though it might be just as hard. yeah. A made-up story is, I mean, anybody you don't enjoy fiction. I'm not a huge fiction guy, mm. but it's okay if Jeff does. It just likes fiction. It's fine. Um, but the thing, the book I'm reading right now is about a guy named Alex yeah, Blum. It, it better be okay. And and he is trying to be a ranger, and he What's robs a bank. Oh boy, that's not good. 
That's and I'm like chapter two into. This the book, is a true so. story. True story. He's probably gonna go to jail and never become a ranger. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. I'll tell you guys once I read it. It sounds kind of rangist. Anywho, <sighs> you know, you know I, what? I always, it always like amazes me. Like you hear these stories, and it's just like, man, these people's lives are so exciting. I, why, why are, why is the average guy's life not so exciting? And then I thought about it, and the answer is so simple. If, if if the story were average, nobody would read it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They only they only tell the stories of the extraordinary people. Yes, but it's also how you tell a story too, or the famous people that are not that extraordinary. You can tell a story. I can tell a story, and it's average. Ruben could tell the same story, and it's above average. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's just, true. Just above average. Just like, above like, average. Like Leighton almost falling off of a ladder. That that's a great story. Was nuts. That was absolutely crazy. Is that above average? Yeah, and and, and Below like, average. I, 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 I don't totally want to leave this tangent. There's uh, of Nicholas like incredible stories. There, so uh, there's a guy Jocko Willink. He's a he has a podcast. I don't really listen to it. Uh-huh. I did listen to one episode because it was recommended to me. Mm-hmm. It's where he had I think his name is a fellow seal named Johnny Kim. I think that's his name. That guy's life is so incredible that just accomplishing one of the feats is like insane. So number one, Johnny Kim was a fellow SEAL with with Jocko. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then after that, he became a doctor. Wow. No. Full blown doctor. Okay, but after that, he wasn't done. He's now training, and maybe he accomplished it. This was a couple years ago when I listened to this podcast. He then joined NASA's program, is actually training to be an astronaut. Like, it's, uh, it's How like, old is this guy? I, I don't know. He, when I listened to it, he was in his 30s. Uh-uh. Oh, it's crazy. It's wow. absolutely nuts. Oh. Like, just accomplishing one of those things is it's like, like crazy. a lifetime goal. Yeah. This guy did three of those crazy, insane feats. Ay-ya-ya. Like, what are the chances that one guy does all three of those things? Yeah. Impossible. It's like nuts. Absolutely nuts. Anyway. But you know what? The, the, but it's, that's why I'm saying it's so crazy. Those, those seals and those guys that do that stuff, their uh, mind over matter is oh. insane. It is. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, they could pretty much do anything they put their mind yeah. to it i mean i do I mean, not anything but i do kind that, of agree with you i think that Nicholas. most people can do just about anything if they put their mind to I, it. i agree i 100 agree they're proof of it Nicholas, i do agree with you that there is something about a real story knowing that someone actually did this or went through this is more impressive than just writing about someone like making yeah. someone up that mm-hmm. did that yeah, thing. yeah 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 totally totally but i also enjoy Fiction stories. Too. I, no, I I but, love fiction stories too. I'm not saying that you know whatever. But the fictional stories that are most, at least for me, that are most like amazing are the ones that are the most. I don't know. The I don't most know. Realistic. Realistic. I mean, I mean. Yeah. Like Doctor Seuss. Well, what do you for mean? Sure. What do you mean impactful? Like like something that actually like motivates you to like change your life, kind of impact. Or? Kind of like I, I remember like, like I really enjoyed Perlandra. For some which, reason, oh yeah, which uh, is actually totally fictional. It's very fictional, yeah. But the realism in it is is human nature inspiring. Yeah, that's like very realistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now the setting, the circumstances, that's totally 
it's it's fantasy. It's it, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. real. But so the but the behavior and the choices made mm-hmm. that is totally believable yeah. and is actually really true. And so that yeah. that's why like fiction, I, I mean fiction can be like totally like I don't really enjoy just off the wall, totally crazy fiction that's mm. not actually How, okay. believable. Here's the scenario for you: Rank Paralandra versus Interstellar. Oh man, that's weird. Oh man, because they're both kind of fictiony, space travely. I I don't remember the Paralandria story. I, I read it either. a long he, time ago. The man travels to Venus, where there is another new creation. And okay. and uh, somebody travels along with him to introduce sin into the world, and he defeats him, mm-hmm. and then the world stays sinless, essentially. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. but it's like it's like new. It's like a, a different creation, Eden, like mm-hmm. um, very different. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, Interstellar. I didn't interstellar. like Interstellar, so I can't really answer that question. What? what? The ending, it was the ending was very. It, it, the ending uh, was not enjoyable. I like to enjoy the ending of a story. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought, I thought it was a great it, ending. Me too. It was a great wrap up. I thought yeah. it, it it did it was, well with with being. It handled time travel better what, than I, Tenant. Uh, I, <laughs> Tenant was an absolute like I, I couldn't I couldn't even follow it. It was just if. That was like, uh, I'm going to make a story that's so confusing just to prove that I'm really good at making up a story. While. Fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 so Interstellar, I would say is like more. Yeah. Interstellar. (laughs) What I. It's, it is more plausible. Definitely. Yes. It uses. It tries to use actual like scientific facts mm. about black holes, except and, for the and very, except for the very end. I think it's very, it's fairly plausible, except for the part about him like being in the bookcase. Yeah, that that, that, makes, that that does not make any sense to me. That part was fairly implausible at the very end. But 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 like the the hour and three quarter up until that point <laughs> was fairly plausible. Why could he yeah. not be in the bookcase? Why would he be in the? Why would? Why not be in the lamp? Or why not be in the barn? Or why not be in the, in in the car? Like I don't. Why did did he did he? It seems like it just by happenstance he happened to end up in the bookcase. No, it was constructed by who? By people in the future. Some some higher dimensional being. Mm-hmm. No, no, I don't think it was aliens or anything like that. I think it was future humans constructed a thing to go a way to for him to communicate back in time. And once he was done, remember it like all collapsed. It's like the future beings, the future humans. I think they were humans. Like only allowed that thing to happen for a limited window of time, and then once it had accomplished right. what they had intended it to, they made it collapse mm-hmm. and and made him kind of enter back into mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So there, like, there's also so like some crazy, crazy, awesome stuff like. Like like subliminal stuff. Like remember when when they're when when he's trying to interlock back into like a spaceship, and he has to like match the exact rotation. Yeah, sure. He's going counterclockwise. 
Okay. Kind of, and that's right before he goes back into time. Like he's, uh, it, he's, he's about to rewind time. Like it's so good. He it does really well with that. So, and there's so, so Christopher many Nolan things. is a genius. So, so back, so back yeah, to the question is. then: <clears throat> Is Paralandra more inspiring, and why would you call it more inspiring? I don't. I didn't say it's more inspiring. I, I would say both do a fair job of staying consistent with human behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, Paralandra, I feel, has a little bit more of a higher purpose than yeah. just saying, like, here's a crazy story. Right. It, it actually had a kind of a, a, moral. a moral or intent to it. Yeah. You think that there's there was more a lot human of emotion. nature in Interstellar? Like, he... No, I didn't say there's more. I'd say they or, or both equal. do a fair Sorry, job. equal. Equal? Yeah. Like... I would say I there's more imagine. human nature in Paralandra than in Interstellar. You think there's more human nature in yeah. Paralandra? I can't imagine being the main act, the main character in Interstellar. Uh, who's the yeah. actor? Uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, Lincoln. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Lincoln. McConaughey. Lincoln. <laughs> the Lincoln lawyer. Um, I can't. I can't imagine leaving my family to go save the world. Like that's he's sacrificing. His lifetime, which I know it's going to end, but, and maybe, <laughs> like, would you do that? But it's, 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 to, you wouldn't sacrifice your life to save your family. No. Because his family was also part of the entire world. I know. I know. But, I guess part of this is just even So I don't think that's <laughs> outrageously unrealistic. So, 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 the world, the world is going to end, and I know they're not—they're not viewing it from like a Christian perspective where the world's going to end, right? So, like that—that's not really fair to maybe even like really try, you know, try to like like assume what put myself in his shoes. Yeah, but you don't know—you don't know when the world will actually end, and neither do they. I mean, that's like saying like, well, there's an apartment building that's burning, like that—that's going to explode. Everyone's going to die anyway, so I'll just let it explode and no, not try to get people no, out. it's not like that. It's not the world, like that? the world was going to be fine throughout his, like, throughout his family's lifetime. It was not going to end in the next, like, two years. I don't Correct. think so. I, th- I thought it was going to be fine for another, like, 50 or 100 years. Yeah. And okay. I guess I'm just asking, <laughs> would you? Like, 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 right now, Leighton, hey, what? there's a plague coming. You need to, like, travel up to Antarctica. Or down Antarctica, whichever way it whichever way it is, and there's zero chance of of sur- survival. Like, like, you're not going to meet your family again. You're going to leave them. Fatherless. You're not going to come back. You're not going to come back. You're going to leave them fatherless. There's a there's a, there's a story in the Bible where where a judge, I think it was a judge, or a prophet, went to a king of Israel and said, "Hey, because I, I forget who it was, and I, I I really wish I would remember." who it was, what the prophet's name was, who the king was. But basically the prophet warned said, warned the king and said, hey, uh, because of your, what Israel is doing, I don't know if it was idol worship, I don't know what the instance, instance was, but basically warned him said, hey, during your reign, Israel will be fine, oh. but your sons will suffer I know, for I, this. I know. It, it's, it's Hezekiah. Is it Hezekiah? I, Isaiah came to Hezekiah and said, because you showed all of your treasures to the Babylonians, Babylon will oh. capture you. Okay. And Hezekiah says, great, because it's not going to happen in my it's lifetime. It's not going to happen to me. And I, my, my, in my lifetime, it's going to be fine. So, so, I mean, on one hand, it's like, sure, maybe your typical person wouldn't do that. Human nature 
would be like the king and say, hey, everything's going to be fine in my lifetime, so who cares? But I, I think that there could be people that would be willing to, to go such a feat as to, yeah. like, save the world. Yeah, I think so, too. The, the, the likelihood that it's going to come down to one person, Yeah, I mean, it only ever yeah. happened one time. But <laughs> to save the entire world. Yeah. Um, but the likelihood that it would ever come down to one of us is like probably next to nil. As, as with most other uh, hypothetical situations. Correct. Correct. So am I the only one that would not go to Antarctica and, and to, like, to save the world? Well, it, but your family's included. I know you don't. You don't even know if you actually wouldn't go, Ruben. I know because it's hypothetical. I know, but you also don't even know if it's gonna. If you're what you're doing, like what, where you like, don't know if what you're doing is gonna actually do something. Yeah, but you know you're gonna sack. You know you're not gonna be with your family. Okay, but if you there's a laser someone, on the moon that's pointed at your house, and if you don't go and push the button on the moon, uh, your house is gonna blow up in in two years, and the only time you can go is right now. <laughs> And you're the only person that can push the button. Well, how long will it take you to get there? Two years. Four days. <laughs> four days? So you'd leave your family for four days to save at least your house. You're not coming back. He though. would, he would but, wait. Well, you're not coming back. But when you push the button, you, you, it blows you, up. Your spaceship uh. blows up. You blow up. Yeah. So he would wait till the, 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 four the, days the laser before. blows up no, you, and thus killing you, you, you as well. You, you spontaneously combust. Okay. You run out of oxygen. So both of you combust. <laughs> both the laser and you combust. That's a poorly designed... I guess I I have not thought about it in all situations, but like in the situation of what that Matthew McConaughey did, the character, like I would, f and he was very sad at the end. He was very very sad. His daughter was sad. They were all very sad at the end, but he did save the world. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, his daughter was still alive. She was just really really yeah. old. Yeah. So he did see her again. Yeah. For a couple so, for a couple of days. Well, yeah, that's still something. It's like the it's like the trolley car problem. I don't know what that is. Don't you don't know what the trolley car problem is? Uh, a, uh, there is a train car oh, yeah. hauling down a hillside, and there are three people tied to the tracks. And there's a switch. And on the switched rail, there's one person tied to the tracks. Do you switch the tracks or not? You can't stop the train, but do you switch it? I just untie them and get all four of them off. That's <laughs> right? what I would do. How old? <laughs> How young? There's like 400,000 variants of this question. Yeah. But, like, okay, when you have two bad options, it's like, okay, you have to choose a bad option. You, well, no, because you can choose to do nothing. So you can choose to do nothing all four or die? you can choose to do something and for sure one person dies because of you. Because of a choice oh. you made. Yeah. I've thought about this and I just hope I never have to make a choice like that. There is no good choice. There's no good choice. <sighs> but it, pro it it poses an interesting discussion topic. Yeah. Anyways. No, I, I, I think back to the original question of... <laughs> What was, human nature, which better? <laughs> human nature, emotion. You know, I, I wonder maybe if we're not comparing apples to oranges a little bit here because we're talking about Interstellar as a movie and Paralandra as a book. 
Yeah. And if you actually took a book the like like Paralandra and made it into a movie ex- like with everything, it would probably be a 6-hour movie. Oh my. Because it's a real it's a like books books take a while oh, yeah. to tell the story. Like yeah. Ender's Game, it it's like a I never, I never. 14-hour audiobook and an 11-hour audiobook, whatever it is. Well, that's not that's that's average length. And <laughs> But the movie is like an hour and a half. Okay. Hey, but a picture is worth a thousand. The words. movie. Okay, here's the, here's, <laughs> oh! here's another question. Uh, to when you when you do you watch the movie first or do you read the book first? Uh, I would always read the book first. Movies ruin books, or so I've heard. I <laughs> I don't even. I have a, I have a contrasting opinion on this. I think you should watch the movie first. Here's why. Well. I have a very good reason why I think you should okay. read the book first. You you argue for that. I'll argue for my point. Oh, boy. Uh, the best part about a story is the ups and the downs. Mm-hmm. And what about the lefts and the rights? The, the, like the, the, the ups and the downs in a, in a story, in a book, I mean, are much slower, much more drawn out. And I feel like in a movie, they can surprise you easier and faster than in a book. In a book, mm. I, I think they're slower coming. So the so surprises I'd rather, are better. I'd rather be like, have nothing, have no idea what's coming and read the book and, and enjoy the ups and the downs mm-hmm. and the scary parts. Whereas in the movie then, it can, it can, it can get come, you it comes faster, it can surprise so you. Me. So you read the book and then get surprised by the movie. Well, they both surprise me, hopefully. Yeah. If it's yeah. good, there, there's surprises in both. Yeah. There, there, there are some movies that, 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 that are just like totally ruin the story from the book. The kind of but, Monte Cristo. Yeah, it completely changes the story. It's it's you can't make it into is a it movie. Not even, is it like even the same story? No. Oh. No. Don't even don't watch it. It's it's a seven over a seven on well, IMDb. Here's the thing. Don't here's watch the it. thing. This is why I say watch the movie first because you'll enjoy the movie and be motivated to read the book, and then you'll read the book and you're like, oh, there's way more to the story, and it's way better than I'm I thought Jeff. it was. I'm with Jeff that, on this one. That is a fair point. That mm. is a fair point. Because that, that's, that's where I'm at. There leaves <clears throat> if you if you watch the movie first, there is more to delve into. Right, you get more book. out of the book. Yeah. You can get more detail. You get you get like oh oh I didn't know about that person's background. Right, like I so like, think, so like Lord Ender's of the Rings, Game. I love this. I love the movie. So much more detail. And then I read the book, and yeah. I'm just like there, there's there's so much that's in the book more. that's not even in the movie. Yeah, that is a fair point. And so kind of like what I was saying about like like the ups and downs not being surprised. Uh. But in the book, there's actually additional ups and downs. Oh. Yeah, they aren't even in the yeah. movie. And there's and there's the additional yeah. depth of of human emotion See, oh, yeah. that can't be shown. <sighs> you can you can show thoughts in a book. You can't in a movie. Correct. Oh, well, the only time that you can is is do, do like a weird like the narration, weird, the weird voiceover. Yeah, that only works in in short TV shows, short lived ones. It's weird. Yeah, you're right, Jeff. You can't show thoughts. Everything has to be conveyed through like facial expressions yeah. and, and stuff Which like that. Which some movies they do can, a really good job at. They, they, but it's you, really hard. They it's can, really, really hard. There are ways to do it, but it can get really old too. Like they could be like writing something down, yeah. or, like start texting something and then like maybe not send it. There are yeah. some ways to do it, but I, I agree. I agree mm-hmm. with you. What were you going to say, Nick? Uh, oh. You were starting to jump uh, in. Yeah, I was, um, was going to say something about, about reading a book. And oh, if you watch a movie first, though. You, 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 oh, it only takes what two hours to watch a movie, roughly. Yeah. And you can do that pretty easily. And if you watch the movie, me personally, and then, and then the book, you look at the book, 
and it takes several weeks to read a book, mm -hmm. what's the point reading if you already watched the movie? That's my point. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, I. It's like I well, I already watched the movie. I so. watched <laughs> Dune, and I was like, "This is a really good story. I want to read the book." And I read the book, and I was just like, "Wow, Whoa. this is insane." So, oh. so a movie can serve as an appetizer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's because Nicholas, to see if you're interested ooh. in the, the movie, full buffet. the yeah. movie gives you like you get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. But in a book, there's all these little side quests. It's about the that journey. You go on. Mm -hmm. You stop in at the you know the. The, the truck stop. You stop in at, at a Bucky's and you have a little Ooh. experience there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're brisk. That's, 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 that's a great no, I'm just example, salivating. Ruben. I'm books, hungry. Books take you to Bucky's. Books take you to Bucky's. Movies just take you to the destination. Yeah. yeah. It's like riding a plane versus driving in a car. Mm. Sometimes it gets delayed. <laughs> or canceled. <laughs> or canceled. You, uh, yeah. was there anything, did you want to tell us about something about a ladder? I fell. I did not fall off a ladder. I was. Did this happen today? No. Okay. This happened several weeks ago. I was doing some R and D for PWI at PWI at PWI workplace injury for PWI with PWI's money. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. Uh, I I feel a workplace injury story it's coming. On. A workman's oh, well, it was close. It was close, but thankfully, no one was actually injured. So I, I tried, we needed a telescoping ladder for a client and they have some cool ones. It's like, they're almost, it's like a painter's ladder. Explain kind Explain of. what a telescoping ladder is. It is a ladder that collapses into itself. <laughs> Ladderception. Uh, imagine, imagine, oh man, it's I, so I, mean, hard I think everyone knows what you mean. Yeah. You, you know what he means, Jeff, right? Jeff, Well, the, 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 there's the kind, okay. There's the kind of ladders that, that are two ladders like beside each other, and then you slide them. Yes, that's what it is, isn't it? Well, that's they not click. what I was picturing. I was oh. picturing the more co compact And the ones. telescoping ladder like actually collapses into itself, yeah. like, oh. like Layton said. Um, hold on. I'm going to do... I'm going to... I'm gonna, oh, oh, it's kind of uh, like, 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 a, like a police pole thing. Yeah, you a like police baton. Whip it out. Police and baton that they yep. whip and out. Yes. And it... Yep, yep. yep. Okay, so if you look and at telescoping ladder, too. at least for me, it's like the top result. The one that you fell on. Yeah, Google it. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Yep, that's exactly what uh, I was thinking. Telescoping ladder, okay? Google it. But, yeah. <laughs> we, but we had a weird case. All the telescoping ladders are for, like, you, you lift up one section at a time from the ground, and it, like, oh, yeah. builds on itself. Yeah. Mm. It keeps going up as you pull each rung from the base. Yep. Okay. It makes a satisfying clicking sound. Click, click, click as you... I'm pulling up on each rung, okay? But we needed... Our application was we There's wanted no to start from the top and, like, release it, and it would down oh. and hit the floor. Ooh. Oh, like a fire fire yes. escape ladder. It's oh. not designed for that. No. But I thought, hey, maybe I can make it design. Maybe, maybe Can you just, like, I drill out the clicky things? I know what happened. Something. What? I'm not going to say because I, I, I think I know what happened at the end of the story. Okay. Keep going with the story. So, first one we bought, I, like, it was kind of held together by a Velcro strap, and I, like, I, like, hung it from a 12-foot stair outside of PWI, and I pulled it, and it unravels perfectly. It, it, it hit the ground with a thud, like the It did what did, it was supposed to? What you wanted it to? it held together fine. <laughs> nice. Then... Then one of my coworkers, oh, no. like, 
hears it outside of his window and he's like comes out like what it was that and he sees that i had just dropped the telescoping ladder and he's like fire and he's like wow okay whatever and so he decides he's gonna try to climb it oh and then when he did that it came apart oh like one of the rungs (laughs) came apart and i was like well shoot that didn't work and so a couple days later, I was thinking about it. Wait, so the idea failed because it actually overextended itself. It came up, it came, it, it, un, like it untelescoped it did too not, far. It did it's not separated. untelescope too far until he put far. his weight on it. The oh. bottom he step started, left the chat. He started. It's a ladder. He put his weight on it, and then it separated out. Was it so chain? Not, so were you no. hanging it from the top? Yeah, I it, hung it, it from the top. It actually didn't reach all the way to the bottom. It did. It went all the way down. But, but the bottom still, one didn't click in or something. Yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. The bottom one didn't click in. It didn't click into place. So it so, couldn't support weight. It would just collapse more. And then I thought about it. It's all the way to the top. I thought about it a couple weeks. like a, Maybe it was a week or two later. I don't know. And I said, hold on. We thought that it failed, except for... If I would have pulled up from the top and yeah. made that bottom one engage, yeah. then his weight would not have been hung. Mm-hmm. It would have been supported from the base. Yeah. So we just need the telescoping to survive, hit the ground. I pull up from the top, and then it would you'd be able to put weight yeah. on everything, and yeah. it would function like it was intended to. Yeah. So I bought another ladder. And... I hung it once again from the same stair. This time it was a buckle instead of Velcro strap. It's even stronger. I clicked the buckle, it poof, and it blah, 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 and it's coming down and bef- right before it hits the ground, it hits someone. Right in the midsection, it telescoped right apart. Like it like it did the same action but before anyone put weight on it. <laughs> and then it was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this actually does not work." So, what did you do instead? Uh, instead, a rope, a rope ladder. Well, they we compromised chain ladder. Well, is this always for going? Is it just for going down? Yeah, you have to go up and down, and only in emergencies. It only. By has the way, like, so you need a pole. Oh, like, is it a fire lane. Lane. fire oh, pole? Give it some. Give we it suggested some. That, but the customer did not want. Give it some context. It's permanent. A, it's an unreasonable. He doesn't. For he customer. doesn't want a pole sure. there permanently. They don't want something permanently fastened to the ground. There, because there's ladders. there's the option of of doing something that's attached to the end as well that would be permanently fastened, and but it still they don't want something permanently fastened. They don't want something permanently fastened. There's so, something. So a rope would be fine. A rope ladder would work. Uh, they want something more rigid than a rope. What about a rope chain. ladder? A chain, chain ladder. ladder. Chain? No, they don't. No, no flimsiness. They don't want it to flop around. Don't don't you be doing that? It's still it's like the ideal pastor. Who is who, who is twenty eight years old has thirty years of experience Slayton. and and uh, has six kids. I only have like one of those ish. I'm almost twenty eight. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm pretty unideal. So did you get the problem solved for the customer? Yes. What'd you do? What we we got them like a rigid straight ladder that they'll just climb down a little bit and then they'll jump down to a stair that's close by. Smart solutions delivered. Oh, there you go. Man. All right. It's well, actually their suggestion. When we when we explain to them that like what what you want is so like undoable, impossible. 
it's not nothing is impossible. Nothing is. It impossible. just costs money. Yep. Oh. Okay, so were these ladders just just too cheap, or they just was the they ladder? Do the ladders not made for it? So the ladders were not actually made to go if down. You look up to go fire oh. escape ladder. No, they were, you they were meant find to drop. one that telescopes they down. They weren't meant to drop to release them. So they're they're made they, make the, they make ones that are rope. They make ones that are rope. Yeah. That that come down like that. Yes. Yes, but not telescoping. Yeah. They do not make a telescoping ladder for a fire escape. For down. A counterweighted fire escape ladder like every fire escape outside of the building. Let's make one and sell it. We can make a million dollars. It's a million dollar. Actually, I found a pretty sweet thing. We could make $600 by selling two of them to this customer. There's this thing that you (laughs) mount mount outside your window, okay? Uh And it's got a little tank. And you, like, pull the pin on the tank. Yeah. And then gas starts going into a container. And then it explodes and, and you bursting die. bursting forth from this container comes a slide. And it, like, it like, it like fills up in, like, two or three seconds. And it's like a slide that comes, it like, it projects out and, and then, then falls. falls down. So, and then and can, un- unfortunately, it catches a barb and gets a hole in it. And now you yeah. can't slide out of your burning, no, burning building. Like, it hits a tree. They use them for airplanes. They have them for airplanes. Airplanes. It, it, it works exactly like an airplane. Yeah, but yeah. let's be honest here. If you're in an airplane accident, you're not going to be using that slide. Yeah, yeah you're not going to be using that slide. I'm sorry. Those slides are just like, they just make you feel good. Yeah. They're, they're feeling slides. They're feeling slides. They're there. So wait, if you were in I'm, an airplane I'm, 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 I'm kind of joking. Oh, okay. I'm not. You probably will die. Well, for sure the airplane... <laughs> But it's if like you that, manage to survive, <laughs> it's like that, that, that far side comic and the, the 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 two co-pilots, the two pilots are in the front of the airplane and the one is looking out the window and he's like, hey, I didn't know there are mountain goats up here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, All right. Well, oh, anyways, man. I'm ready to wrap it up if you guys are. Yeah. yeah, we've been podcasting for almost an hour. All right. Oh, oh. So long. Nicholas, what's the point? The point is, Layton and Jeff were late. Oh, point. super late. Point number one. But we were, we were late because we were delivering smart solutions. True story. <laughs> uh, point number two. There are no ladders that go down. <laughs> <laughs> Telescopic. Yeah, that, that too. Um, point number three is fiction better than nonfiction? That's a question. That's not a point. I know, but still. You can eat. It's a pointed question. It's, it's a pointed a, question. Um, uh, point. Oh, oh, point, point number four. Uh, we did, we skipped three. No, no he's just he said yeah. Well, it was it was it was a two point eight. I didn't even count it. <laughs> the it next point. The next point. <laughs> well, it wasn't a point, so I didn't count it for you, Ruben. We skipped uh, number three. Movies have fast up and downs, and books oh. have slow up. And Ooh, downs. that's good. Point number five. Books, books take you to what? What did we say? Bucky's. To books to take Bucky's. you to Bucky's. Yeah. All right. Layton. But most people that go to Bucky's don't enjoy books. <laughs> Layton, what's our word of the week? And as a reminder, don't just say it nice and loud. What's our word of the week? Nonfiction!